what is up everybody on itunes apple music spotify youtube if you're streaming this and you're hearing my voice stop what you're doing for a second let me give you a second i'm gonna tell you what to do all right you ready i need y'all to subscribe and to follow my channel milto ent on all streaming platforms also on youtube milto ent this is going to be my way of living soon i want to blow up but for in order for me to blow up, I need support. I need feedback. I need constructive criticism. I can't get far with this content if nobody is listening or supporting. I look at my analytical views on YouTube Studio and Spotify for podcasters. And I'm getting, I'm building a little bit of listeners. It's not easy, but at the end of the day, I need support. So support me. So without further ado, I'm going to do the top 10 superheroes. I'm sorry top 10 superhero films of all time so let's get ready number 10 is going to be a great film called justice league dark apocalypse war the main villain the main baddie in this movie is dark side dark side is the main villain in this film and the film is really really good and the reason why I like this film is, is similar to the Flashpoint Paradox, where the Flash goes back in time and changes history. This is what happens at the end of the movie. This is the end of the DC animated universe that we all kind of grew up on when we had movies like Justice League Doom, Justice League. Um, just It was a lot, of, a lot of films like Justice League Dark, Batman Under the Red Hood. We had a lot of movies under that um, Justice League animated universe, DC animated universe. Sorry about that. But it was really good. And the reason why I like this movie is because um, Raven was kind of like one of the star characters in the movie. And Robin was one of the star characters in the movie. Batman kind of was a star character. Superman lost his powers. And when Superman lost his powers, Trigun possessed Clark Kent and got into his body. The Trigun turned on everybody. It was just good. But I like that Trigun and Darkseid was battling to be who's the baddest. But Trigun went playing with Darkseid's bullshit and they turned on each other. So you had two egomaniacs battling each other out. And Superman got his powers back. But history, once again, thanks to Barry Allen, had to be reset. And then also, what made the movie even better was... um. Matt Ryan, the guy that played um, Constantine, was in the films. And he's also reprising his roles in multiple movies. So he's doing that in Constantine, the television series, Arrowverse. And he's doing it in these animated films. And he's doing it in a new animated universe, too. So Matt Ryan, to me, is like Kevin Conroy a little bit, where he's committed to the role for a long time and doing multiple movies and media outlets portraying the character so yeah man I, I i'm glad to see that matt ryan was in the movie and we seen a lot of constantine in the movie because this movie showcased so many superheroes that don't get the spotlight raven constantine robin sometimes batman batman always hit the spotlight superman always hit the spotlight but it wasn't solely on them next movie i'm going to name is justice league flashpoint paradox barry allen once again messes up the timeline in this movie that's something Barry Allen does. I feel like Barry is the most powerful superhero in the DC universe because you can literally change time. Meaning, 
nobody else can do that. Like, I can't name any superheroes that can change time. Superhero is the fastest. Super Superman is like faster than a speeding bullet, but I don't know any storylines of Superman changes time. But Flashpoint Paradox is really good because of that. And we also seen an alternate universe where Bruce Wayne is dead. And with him being dead, his dad, Thomas Wayne, is Batman. Then when Barry loses his power, he's stuck in time. And Barry builds another particle accelerator and damn near dies. To Damn near kills himself and dies. And that right there made the movie so good because it's like, I can't say realistic, but if you want to realistically speak, realistically speaking in an alternate reality, like real world, in a real world, if superheroes did so-called exist or anybody wanted to try something, bro, you building a machine based upon lightning and almost killing yourself is very realistic. I don't know how to describe that. But it it was really good. It was really good to see him damn near killing himself to fix time and everything. And we just seen so many alternate ways, alternate universes and everything. But it was a really good movie. And I like that. Reverse Flash was in a movie, and Flash was in a movie. It was a really good movie. Next movie that I'm going to put on my list, my number eight film, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked, is Age of Ultron. I like the Age of Ultron. I personally feel now, a lot of people get mad at this. The reason why I like Age of Ultron better than all the Avenger movies is simple. The reason why I like the movie is because Ultron was basically created by Tony Stark. And similar to another film on my list that I'm not going to name, you are a rich guy and you have all these big time people with these big time superhero powers. So what makes you think that I'm not going to have a plan? Or a contingency plan to destroy y'all in case y'all go AWOL or go loser, turn evil. So when Ultron was created, I kind of was like, okay, cool. And then also Marvel's What If, when Ultron got the Affinity Gunlet, he was pretty powerful. And if you look at the top 10, 15, 20 top 5 villains of all time, Ultron is always going to be on top of that list. So Ultron to me was a pretty good villain. Although he had, he did kind of whine a little bit. He had those human-like symptoms, human-like nature. I kind of felt bad for Ultron because he was abandoned. And he was literally kind of created to destroy the Avengers. He was a pretty good villain. I like him better than Thanos because Thanos cried a lot. To me, when I watched the Avengers movie, Thanos just whined so much about bullshit. My world was destroyed. I was misunderstood. Human nature, da 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 da. I don't want to hear that, bro. Stop crying. You're a grown ass man crying about this, that, and the fourth. And the only reason why my boy Thanos was powerful is only because of the Infinity Gauntlet. That's it. Simple. But I find it funny that Iron Man is the one that coincidentally destroyed Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, and he ain't have no powers, and the people with powers had chances to destroy Ultron. I mean, not Ultron, Thanos, but they couldn't. And on top of that, Ultron is just a cool villain, man. I liked Ultron. He was a really cool villain, and I hate that, you know, we didn't get no more info about Ultron. 
Next movie is on my list is Deadpool. When Deadpool came out, I was excited. The trailer was pumped, had me pumped and everything. And the reason why I like Deadpool is because it wasn't one of those movies where it was, oh, my parents died. I'm going to avenge you. Like, no, Deadpool was really good because it was comic book accurate. And I remember when the film was like so-called leaked, people wanted to see it. So, man, Deadpool was a really good movie because it was like, it wasn't that serious, but it had serious elements in it. I like how they threw the cancer in it and they made it a little serious and they made some jokes about it. Then the jokes in the movie, then Deadpool could regenerate, like the fourth wall breaking. That rarely has been done in movies where they break the fourth wall. So, yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of Deadpool, I just thought about it. I'm going to put an honorable mention on my list of movies. And that is going to be the Blade franchise. The Blade fran- franchise literally paved the way for Marvel and many superhero movies today. Because the Blade franchise was a very good franchise to me, especially part two, where you had a black superhero, a hero that's badass, that could kick ass, and that's not like very, like, I don't know how to say it. Not lame or nerdy. Blade was just a badass vampire superhero. And I hate that Wesley Snipes is not going to return to reprise that role due to BS. But it's rumored that he may return in one of the newer Avenger movies as a cameo character or alternate universe character. Because I feel like they'll do that. I feel like they can bring him in. Like, I would love to see a movie with Blade, Deadpool. And Wolverine, all in the same film. Wesley Snipes, Ryan Reynolds, and um, Hugh Jackman. Although we get in Deadpool 3. Deadpool and Wolverine, which is going to be a good movie. But we don't... Who knows what may occur? I don't know what may occur, but the future for movies is going to be really good right now for Marvel. Because Marvel ain't been hitting it lately. Marvel ain't hit, haven't been hitting it for two years. So, this is the year Marvel's going to make it. But before that... Blade was the movies I always watched. I owned all three of the movies. Although the third one was a little bit mixed reviews, it was okay. And I bring that up as an honorable mention because the character in Dead in um that Ryan Reynolds played was called Deadpool. I don't think it had relation to Deadpool. I think that was his name in the movie. I forgot. I don't feel like looking up the credits. But it's like right there shows you like, okay, Ryan Reynolds fits in in a Marvel universe. Then we made X-Men Origins Wolverine and we saw Deadpool. Wade Wilson or Deadpool. That was okay. People hated it. I liked it. I like when he had his mouth shut in with the two swords. I loved it. When they was battling on top of things and Wolverine chopped his head off. So I said, okay, cool. Then I saw Green Lantern. I like Green Lantern. It wasn't that bad. The moral of the story is I knew Ryan Reynolds was going to be born for this part because I feel like Ryan Reynolds was born to play Dead, born to play Deadpool, similar to Robert Downey Jr. was born to play Iron Man. Wesley Snipes was born to play Blade. Let's be realistic. It's like Brad Dourif and Chucky. He was born to be Chucky. All these characters was born to be that character. Like Spider-Man. To me, my ideal Spider-Man was Tobey Maguire. I feel like he was born to play Spider-Man. When I look at Tom Holland, I think of Spider-Boy. William Dafoe, he was born to play Green Goblin. Heath Ledger, to me, was born to play Joker. The list can go on and on and on, but the feel I know what I feel like with Deadpool is it grew with us. Ryan Reynolds fit that character. 
It wasn't forced. It was natural for him. So I like Deadpool. Next on the list is another movie that I thought that was very different. Watchmen. I remember seeing the trailer for the Watchmen and I was like, wow, it's a lot of shit going on in this trailer. But the soundtrack in the movie was good. The cinematography was good in the movie. The story was good. My boy Dr. Manhattan was good. I remember the scene where Dr. Manhattan, like, so I think destroyed the world or something. His girlfriend was cheating on him with, oh man, it was a lot going on. They had a scene of the comedian doing something filed to a woman. This wasn't your average superhero movie. Watchmen was a very good movie. And I think still to this day, no superhero movie can top Watchmen's tone. As far as the dark tone this movie had, that to me is like a very realistic movie. Like when I watch Watchmen on a television show, The Boys, I see so many similarities. It's insane. The char- the main villain, Dr. I mean, Dr. Osmedius. Osmedius was just a misunderstood person. Then he ended up turning into a villain. But to the way I perceived it, he turned to a villain because everybody on his team was just fucked up. And he just said, fuck it, I'd rather be a villain. And I'd rather be a villain than not costume myself as a superhero. And like that that mindset he had, he didn't say that, but the way I perceived it, it's like, damn, that's really, really good. Watchmen was good. And I still think Dr. Manhattan is one of the most powerful superheroes in DC Universe right now to this day, based upon his powers. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, that's what the comment section's for. The next films on my list, I combine them. This is my top 10 list, so, you know, I can, ah, it'll be different. But, hey, whatever. The next movie I'm going to put on my list is the Spider-Verse films. And I kind of I kind of want to put the Spider-Verse films all in one because I feel like each one of them is a chapter and they progress. Like when Miles Morales got his superpowers, it was one of the greatest moments ever of my life. When I said I was excited when I saw that because Miles Morales hasn't been around for a long time. Like the character Miles Morales, if if I'm not tripping, he hasn't been around for a long time. So when he got his own movie, I was like, damn, that was pretty fast. Then years later, he got his own video game. And, you know, he's the first black mixed Spider-Man, but, you know, many people think he a brother. So seeing a black Spider-Man on screen made my day. The The movie was good. The animation style was phenomenal. Shamik Moore killed it. Shamik Moore is a talented actor. He did good and dope. And um, there's a movie on Netflix where it was him, Justice Smith, Jaden Smith. It was a really good movie. But at the end of the day, Spider-Verse was really good. And the ending of the first one, I mean, not the ending, the final act of the movie was when um he had to confront his uncle. And he told his uncle he was Spider-Man, and his uncle was like, what the fuck? He didn't say that, but his uncle was shocked. And his uncle loved, Uncle Aaron loved Miles Merle. He loved Miles to the max. Then we get to the next film, and I think Uncle Aaron, in like the final act once again, was dating the mom or something. I don't know what was occurring. I got to watch it again. Maybe I was slow, but I was super excited about that movie. I was mesmerized about the movie. And then we learned that um, one of the Spider-Mans was the reason why Miles is Spider-Man, but this Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Miguel O'Hara literally hated Miles. Like, Miguel 
hate smiles. I, I like you. We call it Spider villain, but I really think the real villain of that movie isn't Spot, isn't Uncle Aaron, isn't Prowler number two, whichever Miles D. Morales. I honestly think the main villain in that movie, when it comes out next year, is gonna be Miguel O'Hara because the Miguel was just crazy. Like he hated Miles, but. The reason why I like this movie is similar to uh, I'm a wrestling fan, so fast forward if you don't want to hear this. But if you're a pro wrestling fan and you remember MJF when he was champion, MJF is an AEW wrestler. I remember in AEW, everybody from Samoa Joe, Wardlow, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, everybody was targeting um, MJF. And the whole time, the main target was Adam Cole, and Adam Cole turned on him. People kind of underestimated Adam Cole. People kind of were saying it wasn't him because that was his friend. Uh, it's just a misunderstanding. So Adam Cole was the reason why MJF kind of lost the title. And Samoa Joe was a champion, which brings me up to my point. With Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, we keep pointing the Uncle Aaron and everybody else in spot, but it, I feel like Miguel O'Hara is going to be the real villain in the next movie. And Spot may not be a villain. He may turn into a hero. It may be a scene in the movie where Spot probably going to have to turn on Peter. I mean, not Pete, well, Peter and Miles and all the Spider-Man, but he's like, I don't know about that. Or Uncle Aaron. I don't know, but at the end of the day, I may be wrong, but Miguel O'Hara may be like the Adam Cole and turn on him. So yeah, that's that. Next film on my list, which is the longest Superhero movie runtime ever of four hours. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh my God. I can't hold it. My favorite part of the movie is when Batman was talking to Jared Leto's Joker. And that to me was the best betrayal of Jared Leto's Joker ever. Those two minutes was the best moments of Joker history ever. And I, what I mean by that. It's up there with Why So Serious, Son, and and just Keith Ledger's performance of the Joker, or Mark Hamill's performance of the Joker. Like, Jared Leto killed it with just that. And that, and me, I like Jared Leto as Joker. He's one of my top three favorite Jokers next to Mark Hamill and Heath Ledger. I put Jared Leto at number three because it's a Joker that is contemporary we always have this crazy psycho trope but this joker was like a little bit of a gangster a little bit with style laid back i fucks with it but people hated it he had a gold tooth and everything like we got to be contemporary sometimes with things and that's what made the movie so good i liked it every part of the movie i liked it i am so happy stephen wolf wasn't the main villain and he was just the appetizer of the movie because a lot of people hated the movie because of Stephen Wolf because he's like a D-rated, D-list superhero, a supervillain. So the movie was good and it was like it was like a good book. It had different chapters. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. People don't. I don't give a shit. But Ben Affleck to me is a really good Batman. My favorite Batmans is Michael Keaton. And Ben Affleck. I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck. Because again, 
that's a contemporary Batman, a modern day Batman. You don't have to always be like, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. We like it, but I kind of like that he had a little bit of you bullshit. And again, this is a superhero universe, meaning a lot of people can literally be like, okay, cool, but of course we're going to get a, like, a lot of bit of about that. People are going to get backlash, but I guarantee you this right here, you're going to get a lot. That movie got a lot of love when Zack Snyder's Justice League came. So applause to that movie. Applause to that movie. My next movie that's going into number three. Let's do it. Let's drop a bomb. Justice League Doom. Oh my God. Justice League Doom was such a great film. I loved it because Batman was about to get kicked out of the Justice League because he had a contingency plan. Just like I mentioned in Flashpoint, not Flashpoint, Age of Ultron. I like the trope of the rich-ass superhero that don't have powers, which can kind of be realistic if you think about it. If superheroes existed, we need to have a weakness for them. And once the shit got hacked, everybody found out. And they like, damn, how come everybody know our weakness? And Batman said, basically, you know, I'm the one that's the reason for it. What's your problem? You all are super hot, super-powered heroes that can go AWOL, that can destroy the world and destroy the universe. I'm just a simple billionaire. Yeah, I'm rich as hell, but what the fuck that's going to do with all y'all superheroes with these superpowers maybe going out. Now, first of all, let me say this. Boy, Green Lantern. I didn't even know that nigga had a, a weakness. It's just the ring. It's ways that Batman could probably hack that ring. I don't know. But with Green Lantern, yeah. Superman is easy to beat because his weakness is a damn rock, kryptonite. But everybody else's weaknesses, when I learned about them, I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that. But that what made that's what made the movie good because it's like, okay, I know y'all weaknesses. Y'all can't get mad at me. Kick me out or not. I'm just telling the truth. And Bruce didn't care. He didn't apologize or nothing. And that's why I love that movie. Now, since we're on the subject of Bruce, another movie that kind of made me mad with Bruce Wayne a little bit was Batman Under the Red Hood. I love Jensen Ackles like rice supposed to be on gravy like you put bacon on a burger and cheese and all the sauce on a burger or like you put chili and cheese on fries or chili and cheese on a hot dog or peanut butter on a jelly sandwich jensen ackles is one of the, one of my favorite one of my favorite few actors right now because he played dean on supernatural i loved him in um my bloody valentine he's just a good actor and once he was playing a role as red hood he killed it he killed it. And I think in some later movies, he played Batman. So it was kind of good to see my boy playing under the red hood as Jason Todd. Jason Todd was misunderstood. He had a few problems. But what, what part made me mad in the movie is when Jason lost his touch. I don't know how to say it, but basically it's like Batman chose to me. It's like Batman was choosing between Joker and Jason. And Batman basically chose Joker because Jason was just going off the ripper. And Jason was beaten to death. 
everything. He was, ah, uh, there was so much going on in that movie. But once he returned, it was really good. Then the Joker was taunting him. It was a lot going on in that film. But I feel like DC's best movie is going to always be Batman Under the Red Hood. Not Batman Master the Phantasm. No. Under the Red Hood is one of the best animated movies of all time for superhero movies and everything. And to me, it put this, it puts it on the spectrum of one of the best animated movies to me. It got to be on the top 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. This movie have to be on the top list of the best animated movies of all time. No Justice League movie, no movie is better than Under the Red Hood because, again, it's realistic. The realism in that movie is like, okay, I'm a superhero or I'm a hero or even if it's like an old army person and this this terrorist or this bad guy has been doing it for a while, but yet you ain't taking care of him. I'm taking care of him. He beat me to death and you don't want to do nothing, dude. Screw this. I'm going to go to the, I'm going to be an anti-hero and do the opposite. You say you're not killing, I'm killing. Don't care. I like it. All right. So everybody. I want to I want to um, give y'all kudos for listening to me if y'all are, but I got to answer the door real quick. Hello, who is it? It's number one. The number one <laughs> that was so lame. Number one movie of all time, top superhero movie of all time. No debates. Fight me. X Men: Days of Future Past. One of the best superhero movies of all time. Good story. And it's rare when a superhero movie got critics and fans happy. I love that movie. That was the best X-Men movie. That was the best superhero movie of all time. And again, it don't have that lame-ass trope. So basically in the movie, Magneto is going to try to... Magneto's... Oh, wait, wait. Professor Xavier lost his touch. He don't want to be a superhero no more. He don't want to save the world no more. He ended the depression. He lost a lot of people. Then Magneto is going AWOL. Then Mystique is going AWOL. Everybody is different. Everybody is separate. The X-Men was disbanded. Charles lost his touch. Charles was depressed. So Charles of the future basically said, Logan, go talk to him. Talk to me. I was at a dark place at this time and I need help talk to him and due to the timeline being due to timeline constrictions things when the shit finna hit the fan and I remember in one scene Charles Logan went to talk to Charles and I remember Charles saying didn't you tell me to fuck off years ago and Logan was like yeah but I didn't mean it but he was basically saying a future version of you basically wants you to Snap out of it. Fast forward, Charles snaps out of it. Then Oliver Trask is a villain that built the Sentinels. The Sentinels are trying to destroy the mutants. Then they trying to then Magneto used to destroy the world. It was a lot of chaos going on. And it was discrimination in the movie. And the reason why I like the X-Men is the history of the X-Men. If you look at documentaries and research it, they were basically born the X-Men was basically during the civil rights times. In the civil rights days, they were made for to be like black people how we were misunderstood how we were different but stan lee saw african-american people to be unique 
to be talented, to be awesome. So that's why he created the X-Men. So therefore, when the X-Men was created, it was literally created during the civil rights time when we was battling with racism. So Stan Lee's answer to that was to make a comic book and make us different. And I love it. And I think this movie was taking place in the 70s. I think the future was like in the 70s. And this was the time where a lot of stuff was just going on. I think um, one of the presidents, I think it was JFK, they were trying to shoot JFK, and they didn't do it. They come to find out Magneto is the one that shot him. And Magneto um, was, he ah, how to say it? Magneto was kind of a villain in the movie. His villain origins came back. But Mystique was pretty much the good guy in the movie. She was the hero. She was the voice of reason in the movie. And when she sacrificed her life, shit hit the fan. Everybody changed their ways. And I like that. Also, like in the beginning of the movie where everybody was trying to fight the Sentinels and fight off people and they was killing a lot of people. But at the end of the day, Days of Futures Past is always going to be the best superhero movie of all time because of the premise of the movie. The movie was so good. The storyline was good. Then at the end of the movie, the timelines was reset. People that we thought died didn't die. And it paved the way for a lot of, not movies, but the X-Men universe was really, really good. Although that's the end of the era for that universe, I commended it. I commend that film, man, because it was one of the best movies of all time because it has so much so many thematic elements to it that many movies today still can't bring that so again like share and subscribe my channel and have a good day